Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Life Wired podcast, and thank you guys for joining us on this Monday, February 20th. Today's episode is all about happiness. And so this one really stood out to Christine and I because lately we just feel like we've been having a lot of conversations with clients recently about just balancing their lifestyle, you know, really struggling to make time for things that they want to do, that they desire to do, yet never being able to because of their work schedule, their work-life balance. And so, you know, this is something we both have gone through. I know I went through it, you know, at the extreme example of really, you know, working in a job that I was very unhappy with. And it took me a very, very, very long time to finally overcome those inner feelings that, you know, I'm stuck or, you know, I can never give up this salary or, you know, what what am I going to do? Like my life is over if I if I quit this job. When in reality, guys, you know, it's all a limit of our perspective. And we just want to help open up your perspective with this episode and show you that it is possible, even when no one else around you is doing it, to live a life of true fulfillment and happiness. But before we begin, this episode is brought to you by Nash Nutrition. The Nash Bar is made with simple and nourishing ingredients, 20 grams of protein, and is naturally sweetened with honey and dates. And what a lot of people don't realize is that most of the you know so-called healthy protein bars that you guys will find out on the market are heavily processed with fillers and a bunch of unnatural ingredients. And so as you guys are navigating the grocery store, as you are trying to make you know your selections around protein bars and products, just always check that ingredients label. It is never going to lie to you. You know, these these companies and these brands will lie to you on the front of the label. Those ingredients cannot lie. So we know that if we consume too much of this processed food too often, eventually it can lead to long-term health issues. And this is personally why we love the Nash bars. We never even have to think twice about the ingredients and they truly are the good for you protein bar. So make sure to check out the show notes after the episode, head to the Nash website and get a box of bars to try. So on to today's episode, which is episode number 73, Are You Really Happy? And so, you know, first and foremost, to kind of start this thing off, I wanted to read a quote by Steve Jobs that I had remembered from a while back that he had said actually on his deathbed. And it reads, at this moment, lying on the sick bed and recalling my whole life, I realized that all of the recognition and wealth that I took so much pride in have paled and become meaningless in the face of impending death. And that was from Steve Jobs. And so the whole purpose of me saying this is because, you know, obviously, you know, coming from my standpoint, it's like, well, what the hell does Zach know about happiness? But, you know, this is coming from someone, you know, who has accrued a ton of wealth, a ton of success, you know, in his field over time. And even, you know, someone like that who has achieved all this so-called, you know, success is literally saying that that totally pales in comparison into, you know, what he's experiencing in the wake of his own death. And I think this really just gives us a really good insight to, you know, all these things we we honestly kind of like care about and put a lot of value in um, a lot of this day to day stuff like our, you know, how much we're making, you know, what people think of us, all these different things like we're not even going to give a shit about these things like when we are in a near death experience like what I just described. And it's so, you know, I feel like we just waste so much of our life like worrying about these things when in reality, like we could be living a life full of happiness with less stress, more energy, and just a better quality of life in general. And so, you know, another statistic I wanted to throw out is the fact that 68% of our life is spent working. So, you know, I did the math, you know, the 40 hour work week um, basically broke down, you know, excluding holidays and everything. And it's about 68% of your life is spent doing what you do for work. And so just think about that for a second. You know, if you are someone who isn't necessarily pleased or happy with you know, how you're living your life or what you're doing for work. You know, when we sit back and reflect on how we decided to live our life and we see that, you know, we spent 68%, upwards of 70% of our life 
doing something we disliked, you know, this is probably going to elicit, I can imagine, a little bit of regret. And so, you know, the purpose of this episode is to really get you guys to understand that, you know, it truly is possible. And, you know, I really realized this through Christina, where, you know, I saw someone, you know, working a job that I thought was awesome. You know, I always loved fitness. I wanted to actually get into fitness around the time I had met Christina, but I hadn't done it yet. Um, and seeing her, you know, exemplifying how she was doing it, you know, what she was doing with her day to day. And then I was seeing what I was doing with my corporate job and we were relatively making around the same money. You know, it really opened my eyes to what's possible. And I think that that's just such a valuable lesson to learn because sometimes we just don't know what's possible. Sometimes we're in a job, sometimes we're working a career where, you know, everybody in our family did it or everybody we went to school with just kind of does it. Or, um, you know, we basically try to push ourselves into this typical template when in reality, there's so much opportunity out there. And, you know, sometimes it is truly that limit of our perspective of, you know, we feel like we have to stay in, you know, this specific job or doing this specific work just because we so-called have to. When in reality, guys, like we really want to show you ultimately what is possible if you chase a life of true fulfillment and true happiness and how you can truly shift your life for the better. And the whole point of this podcast is for us to lead by example, not only with fitness, but in this topic as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like in our everyday life, a lot of people feel vulnerable and like to talk to us about they're unhappy in their job or whether that's a relationship or their job or whatever situation they're in. They're just not happy because we've come on here and talked about situations where we weren't very happy. Like Zach said, his situation in his corporate job. And we've talked about situations where we had to follow our gut and take a risk to live a life of happiness. And of course, of course, you know, everyone's situation is different, but we were just having conversations this past month with so many people in our life who come to us and said, like, I don't care what I make. Like, I'm so miserable at my job. Like every single day I'm miserable. And like getting paid this much is literally meaningless because you can't, you don't even have time to spend your money or to enjoy it or to like even see people in your life. And so if it's like affecting your mental health, if it's affecting your quality of life, like there's so many articles out there of like just like zach said about steve jobs about on people on their deathbed i see these pictures of like elderly people and they say like what's something you would tell your younger self and it's never i wish i made more money or it's never like i wish i had more things it's always like i wish i had more time and i wish i knew like what made me happy sooner or like valuable time with family quality time with people in your life like doing more of what makes you happy versus focusing on of course we have to focus on enough success and money to obviously you know, live and support ourselves financially. But at the same time, it's like, you'll look back on your, and we talked about our future selves last week on the episode, but like all these people who are truly like on their deathbed are saying like, what you think makes you happy truly is not the recipe to true happiness or fulfillment. So we wanted to just like use this episode as an example of like, how to create that happiness in your everyday life if it's not possible for you to quit your job. If it is, maybe that's the solution, but we're going to give you guys a lot of tips throughout this episode. Yeah, exactly. And so even if you are someone like Christina said, who can't, you know, up and quit their job, like there's other practices, there's other ways we can, you know, strategize our life around, you know, setting ourselves up for success to experience that happiness. Um, you know, but the point we're just trying to drive home here is if like, you are absolutely drowning, your mental health is at its worst, you know, I've been there myself, I'm about to get to, you know, my story. And when I transitioned out of my corporate job, but if your quality of life has dipped that low, there is really no job, no career, no salary, no nothing that is worth your mental health and your mental happiness, which is also going to drain your physical health. And it's going to just be a nasty cycle altogether. And we see it. We've seen it with clients. We've seen it with people we know. And so we just want to help you guys avoid that. And so that's why it is so important to understand like what is your true 
definition of happiness because over time, you know, we're groomed to think certain things make us happy when deep down they're not. And that's because I feel like, you know, in the society we live in and the way we're marketed to, the way we're marketed to, you know, from a materialistic standpoint, like we're, we almost like are convinced that we have to live a certain way or we have to do all these things. Like I always love hearing people talk about these kind of things because there's, there's all these like have tos, for example. And it's like, you know, there, there's none of these things have to happen. You know, we all get to define what we want our life to look like and what happiness ultimately does mean to us. And so, you know, I think that, you know, this comes with a lot of self-awareness and, and doing that personal development to even, you know, gain a sense of, of you know, who am I? Like, wh- what do I actually enjoy? What actually, you know, does make me happy? And I just know that this is what I had to do when I was struggling because I hit a point, you know, where I had very materialistic goals. I, you know, was living my life um, very surface level, and there was no depth to it. And it was really putting me down a path of, of quite literally just like depression, anxiety and misery. Um, so much so that I was literally willing to quit my job and do something that was going to pay me nothing, then continue doing what I was doing and being that like, struggling that much mentally and physically to the point that like, I had no escape other than to quit. And so, you know, trust me, guys, like if I've been there, I've done it. I know many of you can overcome this, um, but we have to we have to understand like what really makes us happy. Like I would have never been able to, you know, make this pivot and make this adjustment if I wasn't deeply convicted and knowing what truly made me happy. And it really started with very simple practices, very simple, um, basically ideas of self-awareness of doing the personal development and doing the work to find out what those things were, because I had been so conditioned, you know, to think they were the car, the apartment, the job title, the salary, all this honestly bullshit that like does not matter whatsoever. Um, and so, you know, I, like I said, I reached a point in my career where I was working in sales and, you know, had a good, great salary, um, you know, great benefits, all these things, like had a great job title, you know, by the definition of everyone else around me, like I was, you know, so-called successful, you know, post, post the Mercedes Benz picture on Instagram and, you know, a thousand people love it because everyone's groomed this way apparently, (laughs) but you know, we're trying to help you guys not be, but what, what I'm getting at is, you know, I was very caught up in all the surface level materialistic things. And, you know, I reached that breaking point where, you know, I was struggling heavily and I had to get real with myself on what was really important to me, you know, was, what was the job title, was the salary, was, you know, working this corporate job, you know, was, did that mean, did that mean more to me or did my health and my happiness mean more to me? And I, and I got to that crossroads and I think a lot of people, um, you know, will take the safe route and not leave. And I think that that just leads to bigger problems. You know, then we, you know, start to mask those feelings. We start to find escape. And that's really where, you know, I feel like a lot of us live in. I lived in that loop where, you know, I would hate my life Monday through Friday. And then I would celebrate and go balls to the wall, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just for some means of survival, for some means of escape. And it's like, that was no way to be living my life at all. And my quality of quality of life just kept getting lower and lower and lower. And that's where, like I mentioned, you know, I got to a breaking point where, you know, I had that decision to make. And thank God I decided, you know, to quit that job, take the money out that I had in savings and, you know, try to make it happen as a personal trainer. And now, you know, I'm I'm now making way more money than I ever made in my corporate job. And so, you know, it will pay off. Like if you guys chase if you guys chase something that truly fulfills you, that truly fires you up and, and truly deep down makes you happy and is aligned with your own happiness, 
that money will come. You will find a way, you know, for to make it happen. You will find a way to make it work. And, you know, sometimes it takes really, you know, getting real serious with ourselves and staring ourselves in the mirror um, and figuring out what that definition of happiness really means. Because if it is putting us down a, a bad path, then there's a good chance that, you know, how we are living is not actually aligned with the happiness that we ultimately want to achieve. And so, you know, while this whole idea of happiness is so subjective and we could all slap our own definition on it, we can all express, you know, certain things that make us happy. Um, you know, I do think it's just so important to understand deep down, you know, what truly makes you happy, like not what anyone else think makes them, not what, you know, Christina thinks makes me happy, not what my parents or family think, but what deep down truly, you know, makes me individually happy. Because at the end of the day, we have to figure that out for ourselves and no one else can figure it out for us. And as you were saying that, it just reminded me of like when I started to realize like what aligned with me, it was when I started to do personal development that was all about being authentic and not caring what other people think and like setting boundaries. And that really taught me to like say no more to things that like do not align with who I am or like what makes me happy. And you guys know that feeling of like when someone asks you to do something or you get an opportunity and there's like a pit in your stomach or it gives you like an excited like butterfly feeling like there's something you want to say no to say no to it like you don't owe people like you owe certain people things like your boss and stuff like that but you don't owe people like their own happiness like your actions really do not affect others as much as you think like when you're truly like doing what makes you happy and you know who you are like authentically and you don't care what other people think I used to care so much about what other people think I'm like a people pleaser in my core perfectionist and reading that Brene Brown book like the gifts of imperfection I read a book about boundaries and saying no more and these things started to chip away at like really what makes me happy and then I started to not care what other people think and Zach has always given me that superpower too of like not caring what other people think because I did before I met him and then he was like who cares? Like literally just don't care what other people think. And then over time, I'm like, I care what I think. And obviously Zach, obviously, because we are building this life together. But like over time, you'll slowly start to realize like the opinions of others, like what makes them happy is not what's going to make you happy. And I think the biggest thing that our generation struggles with is like the timeline of like mm -hmm. where you should be. And when you mentioned this, it made me think of it because I feel like our parents' generation grew up in a completely different timeline. Like they had kids sooner. They got married sooner. They had houses sooner. And we get caught up in this timeline of like- There was a I, lot of have tos yes. with our parents. Yes. And our generation, I feel like we're a lot later to the game for all of these things. Like we all have fur babies instead of actual babies. And we're buying homes for our dogs instead of our families. And like, that's okay if we're on a different timeline. But if someone else is on a different timeline, like you see your friends or you see your coworkers on certain timelines and it's making you unhappy because you think you should be where they are, like the number one problem with your happiness and unhappiness is comparison. And you should never compare where you're at to where someone else is because you don't know what they did to get there, what risks they took, what situations they came from. And you got to you write your own story. Yeah. And everyone's timeline is going to look different. And I think the biggest thief of happiness is comparison and thinking you should be somewhere where you're not because you should be where you are right now, like, or you wouldn't be there ultimately. And I think what a lot of us have to do is just like Zach said, like define what happiness means to you right now. Happiness to me five years ago looks very different than what it means right now. And old me used to think going out four days a week and drinking a lot, like is what made me happy, but it's because I hated my Monday through Friday. So when you start to look at like, what makes me happy on those two days of the week that I can sprinkle into the other five where I'm not happy. And I'm counting down the days to the weekend. Like Zach said, we spent almost 70% of our life, like with that Monday through Friday. And I know it sounds so silly, but like when you start to romanticize your Monday through Friday, you start to like become a happier person. 
every single day. So like I heard this quote and I think it was on a podcast. Yeah, like if you're miserable 68%, like if you're unhappy 68, 70% of your life, what do you think is, it's what you do most of the time. Like you're going to be unhappy. Like that's the majority of your life you've literally spent mm-hmm. unhappy. You, you already do most of the time. So that's like 80% of our week almost. So I started to take inventory of what makes me feel happy and what makes me feel drained. So like, well, like I said, what I heard in the podcast was like, what brings you joy and what drains you? And I made a list of those things. And it was like, I love being in nature. I love taking classes. I love spending time with Zach. I love calling my mom and spending time with my girlfriends. I love journaling, reading fiction books, self-care, like taking a bath. As service level as it may sound like doing self-care makes you feel good. It brings you joy. And you have more time on the weekends to do those things. And what drains me is like, feeling burnt out, saying yes to things I want to say no to, um, sitting for eight hours a day without going outside, like sitting in a chair for eight hours. So how I started to bring in like those things that bring me joy throughout my day is like, I'll take a morning walk with the dogs and I work from home. So obviously I know this isn't doable for everyone. I'll take a walk at lunch, a walk after work and a walk at night. That's like four walks where I'm getting outside and like, you have to get vitamin D. Like my therapist would tell me like, Hey, I know you're like, the weather isn't the nicest, but like you have to get outside in the winter months because it affects your mental health so much. And I was like, girl, I have two Huskies. I'm, I'm outside every day. Trust me. So I'm like, check, I've checked that box right there. But also the things that brought me joy was like movement. So like I have a walking pad now I have a happy light for the winter months. And I know this time of year, like a lot of people just generally feel very unhappy because of seasonal depression. And that's a whole other episode we could do on like things that we do to help that. Obviously people living in the Midwest, like once we see a peak of like 70 degrees, like last week we had a little hint of sunshine and 70 degrees. We're like, seasonal depression who we are like the happiest humans on the planet i'm like so high energy i want to be on my story i want to be working out harder it's like it makes you just like a different level of happiness and how you can incorporate that into your day is like having a vitamin d light a walking pad and supplementing with vitamin d and that's what works for us of course everyone's vitamin deficiencies everything is different but what i'm saying is like i thought about what brings me joy in like the summer months and on the weekends and i try and weave that into my everyday like when i'm eating i'm not scrolling on tiktok i'm not scrolling on social media i'm reading a fiction book as silly as it sounds but that keeps me like it makes me feel like i'm romanticizing my day or like going and grabbing coffee when you can make it at home of course don't do that every day but like weave in those things that bring you joy on a consistent basis and you'll start to bring happiness to your every day and then overall you are what you do most of the time so if you do those things that bring you joy most of the time guess what's going to happen as a byproduct you're going to be a happier person which is a great point because i was even implementing some of these practices when i was really struggling and going through it during my corporate job so this is a great point that christina made where um you know there are things that we can still control to help with our happiness even if we are working a job we might not necessarily enjoy um i just know for me personally it actually got to the point where it was so intense, you know, that that my work and what I was doing was outweighing even the controllable things I was doing to make me happy. So, you know, when I was struggling at first, I was able to implement certain things. This is when Christina got me, you know, my first ever five minute journal that really helped me um, focus on gratitude, focus on, you know, my mental health at the time. I remember it had me like scoring like daily happiness, daily, like just all these different things. And it was all, all my ratings were like super low, super low, super low. Um, so luckily, like I was able to implement like the five minute journal. Um, luckily I was in the habit of training, you know, honestly, like training and fitness, you know, was something huge that helped me in my corporate job, which is why I really see the importance of it now for regulating stress, regulating energy in our mental health and our physical health. Like there's so many incredible benefits to that. So thank God, like I had that as a habit, you know, that I was doing consistently not at first like when I first started working I know I've told that story in the past where you know I really had to get myself committed to to being consistent again but you know luckily you know I was doing 
fitness. I was working out consistently, even when I was on my trips, like even when I was really struggling, um, you know, with my mental health on, on some of my work trips, like I always had like my workout lined up first thing in the morning. I had, you know, my 10 minutes every morning of reading. So I was doing some of that personal development and that self-education. And then I was doing my five minute journal. I was listening to, you know, Jeremy Scott's podcast, Ed Milet's podcast, all these other guys, you know, as I was driving around in my car. So I was doing all of these things um, to put myself in a positive mental state, but that feeling of just negativity and and just like being unfulfilled and being honestly quite literally miserable in my job, you know, it was weighing so much. Like I was really, I really felt like all those tools really helped me battle against it and keep me going for longer. Um, but I definitely still inevitably reached that breaking point where it wasn't enough and I had to make that change. And so, you know, without a doubt for some people, I think if you guys are just like a little bit unhappy, a little bit unfulfilled, like without a doubt, you know, I've even talked about this with clients of mine who, you know, might struggle with it, you know, sometimes, but not all the time, you know, some of these practices can absolutely help you and outweigh, um, you know, those negative feelings. But just know that if it's that intense, like the the situation I'm describing right now with my own life, just know that at that point, you know, it's time to definitely make it like that is a sign that change has to happen. Um, so once again, you know, all of us are kind of dealing with this at varying degrees. Um, everyone might be kind of, you know, struggling with it in their own capacity. So just know that, you know, there are tools and resources we can use to put us in a better place, but always have that self-awareness and, and, and know when to check in on yourself and be like, I'm reaching my breaking point. This is not, this is not a good place to be. Yeah. And I think one of the main points you made there amongst all of the great points you mentioned was just that self-awareness that you got from journaling was like you had to sit back and rate yourself. And I think with a lot that we do with coaching, we force our clients to rate themselves in certain areas like their stress levels, their mental health, their digestion and these things that we typically ignore. And I think that our happiness is one that we are kind of told to ignore just to like do what is the norm. And sometimes you do have to do that, like obviously to support yourself, but it gets to a point where like your mental health and your happiness is more important than you realize. And I think it takes like that kind of rock bottom moment to realize like, I'm not happy. And I think that that rating that you had in the journal segues perfectly into like what my next point was, which is to define your happiness and journal more. Because I don't think you have the self-awareness of like, We don't just have, yeah, we just like don't have, like self-awareness is not just like innate in us. Like we truly like, like you have to fight for it. Like when they say like know yourself, like I remember when I started my personal development journey, I didn't feel like I knew myself at all. Mm -hmm. And it was like this whole entire journey of of discovery. And literally to Christina's point, like it it doesn't come naturally. Like these are things you guys literally have, like you have to work for it. Mm -hmm. Like we work for it ourselves. Yeah, and I still work on it. Like when I was Always. In, when yeah. I was doing therapy and it's something I definitely have to get back into, but my therapist was like, You're so focused on like goals and that's my Enneagram three in me that you don't focus on your emotions at all. And that's how I got to my most burnt out point because I was ignoring how I felt. And even when I would journal, I would try and like stay so positive, but I really wasn't journaling how I felt. And so like labeling your emotions and journaling and being self aware and also just like adopting the current perspectives and like self-awareness you have now and figuring out what your values are because like my values five to ten years ago are not what they are now like quality time is super important to me and like work-life balance is super important to me and like you have to realize like what are you willing to sacrifice for those values and at some point you have to like stop sacrificing your happiness and it ultimately comes down to like listing out like what are you willing to 
you know, put above all else. Like those are your priorities. Those are your values. And you're in control of that in your everyday life. There's a lot we cannot control, but you get to control how often you go out. Like I said, for me, going out in the past was a big priority of something I valued. And now it like drains. It's a drainer for me because I get less sleep. Drinking alcohol makes me have like lower mental health, have more anxiety. So there's a certain limit to it. Like I like to go to a happy hour, have one or two drinks, be home by like nine or 10. Like that is happiness to me. And that was not old Christina. That's like my perspective and my self-awareness now. Like that's what makes me happy and doing more habits that align with my goals. Like that makes me happy getting more sleep. If you're a homebody and you make yourself go out all the time and like say yes to all these things, and then you feel like shit at the end of the week because you're binge drinking or you're saying yes to things you don't want to say yes to, or you want to say no to, you're ultimately going to make yourself unhappy to please others. And that's like something that people pleasers struggle with all the time is like feeling burnt out, not having that balance and like not aligning your actions and your daily like habits and routines with what actually makes you happy. So the thing that prompted this whole conversation was like what we talked about with our friends and the people close to us about like, there's no amount of money that can make them happy because the burnout is like overriding everything else. It's so intense. And I've been there too, where I'm like, I will go work at a coffee shop and be a barista versus be this burnt out because it affects every single area of your life. It bleeds into your weekends. It bleeds into all areas. And this happiness can apply to anything. Like we're talking about getting out of like jobs that make you unhappy, but it also applies to relationships. It also applies to like environments that you're in. If you're in your hometown and you are not happy and you want to like get out there and experience things, like what's holding you back from doing that? If you want to move to the other side of the country, do it. Like we coach people every day who like once they start to see what they're capable of by being self-aware and figuring out like who the hell they are, like on a deeper level and doing something for themselves, like investing in your health, like for a coach is like scary. We know that. But once you do it once and you get out of your comfort zone, you're like, oh, I realize like I can do that in my job. I can do it in my relationship. I can do it in my location. I can move elsewhere. I've had clients do all three of those things in six months of working with me just because of personal development and having someone there to be like, hey, I believe in you. So like, if you're listening to this podcast and you've got to this point, like, it's Monday. We want to do a little motivation episode, but like, we believe in you. We are here for you. And like this community of life rewired is like all here doing the same thing, leveling up alongside you. And it's literally all a mindset guys. It's literally everything we do. Everything we talk about on this podcast always falls back like very frequently to mindset. And you know, if we take that lack mindset, like if we're think about how easy it is to be in a lack mindset, when 68% of your life is spent doing things you don't want to do. Like you're going to take any and all opportunity to dish responsibility off to other things, other people where, you know, it's this person's fault or it's this reason why I'm not fit. You know, it's this reason why, you know, I can't eat healthy. It's this reason why I'm overweight. It's this reason why, you know, I can't make those decisions on healthy food. Like all of this shit is in our control. And like, that's what we just want to help you guys realize more and more, you know, as you listen to us over the weeks and over the months and over the years is to just realize how in control of our lives we truly are. And that's why we love fitness. I feel like a lot of these episodes recently have always come back to this, but you know, our happiness is totally in our control. You know, don't get me wrong. There are certain, you know, mental health struggles that we will have to seek outside help for. We'll might will need outside outside resources, maybe even, you know, medication if we're really intensely struggling. So like I am not, you know, making light of any, you know, of those types of situations by any means, but there is so freaking much that we could do differently to at least place ourselves in position to be happy. Like I feel like this is what happens a lot of times where like we do start experiencing like unhappiness and and an overload of stress, overload of fatigue. And 
you think we're in any sort of position in that type of environment to take responsibility? Like no chance. Like we are going to dish off all responsibility. So this is why, you know, if we can start to take responsibility over our lives, you know, if we can get in control of of saying, hey, I'm going to fucking go to the gym and I'm going to do it. Like, do you know how good that feels when you say you're going to do something and you freaking do it? And then like you say, I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to start swapping out this meal. And you start taking control over your diet, something that you used to blame, complain and push off to the side. Like you are now doing it. You are now taking full control. And then like you start, you know, putting mindset in there, you start putting your mental health in there with your fitness, with your nutrition. And it's like this, this domino effect of control. And it's, and it's this empowering feeling that like, holy shit, if I just change, you know, these couple of things, if I just, you know, shift my habits in this area to this, like, look at how much my life can fucking change. And that's like what we want you guys to realize. And as you were saying that it reminded me of a lot of people say like, I'll be happy when I lose this weight. I'll be happy when I get this job or this promotion or when I get the perfect relationship. But like, if you're not happy where you're at now, like if you don't start to define what happiness means to you and you don't start to get to know yourself on a deeper level and weave in those things that make you happy on a consistent basis, you won't be happy when you get that thing. I've seen it time and time again, when people place their happiness on like an object or a a goal of weight loss you feel the exact same about yourself and about your life at that weight. You just weigh less feeling that way. So we want you guys to be happy where you're at by implementing these tools and implementing this like self-awareness and personal development and journaling and just getting to know yourself and defining it personally versus caring what other people think because we want you to be happy five years from now versus chasing a promotion or chasing a dollar amount and getting there and being like, I wasted five years of my life and I'm still not happy. Like, what the hell, you know? So we want to give you guys some tools before we end today's episode to teach you how to create the happiness in your everyday life. The number one tip is journaling. Like Zach said, the five minute journal really helped him get to know himself on a deeper level. It's like, here's a positive quote. We said it's all mindset and truly journaling is like one of those things that is all about mindset. It has you write your gratitude, your affirmations and rate yourself each day. Yeah. Journal journaling is so habit based. Like sometimes you might not necessarily feel like it, or, you know, there might be one day where you're feeling unmotivated. Like, you know, what do I write down as things I'm most grateful for, but it's truly a subconscious habit. And you are literally training yourself to be in a growth mindset and not a victim mindset. Like I've literally witnessed, I've experienced this firsthand with journaling and why I believe it's so powerful is because like, you know, if I didn't journal, I would not have an idea of the top things I am most grateful for all the time. And even on my shittiest days, even on my most stressed out days, like my brain now subconsciously will literally like trigger to the things that I write down that I'm most grateful for. And like, it's almost as if like, I have this like, kind of like, assistance, like this mental assistance of like, you know, I'm going through something struggle, I'm struggling through something or I'm dealing with a lot of stress. And my brain like will trigger to my top three things I'm most grateful for. Like, I always know, like, I have Christina, I've got our dogs, I've got our family, like, I'm working a job that I get to wake up and I love what I do every day. Like, there's, there's always just things that we can pinpoint out, like, even if like, oh, shit, like this bad thing happened to us, or this bad thing happened to us, it's like, no matter what, like, we can always, 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 always pinpoint at least something like at least one thing at least that we can be grateful for in this very moment and that is subconsciously training us to realize how good we really have it because in this fucking world it's really easy to realize that we don't have it you know like this person we don't have you know what that person has it's very easy to like christina said compare fall into that victim mindset or that lack mindset that we need this to be happy we need that to be happy when in reality our happiness is right here right now and if we're not 
then our right here right now needs to fucking change. Oh, it's hard to follow up that, but I was going to say that that subconscious realization you said, like when you are in a having a rough day or it's, you know, a rough moment and you automatically go to what you're grateful for. It's because that like habit base of journaling actually does something subconsciously to you where it's like it fulfills that need that you need in that moment of like, I need to feel gratitude. And it immediately is like, oh, here's the three things I wrote down this morning. But if you fill your day with like self-deprecation, you fill your day with negative thoughts and that victim mindset. That's your habit. When That's you go, what you'll revert to when you're stressed. Yeah. It's like an automatic like pathway of you're either going to feel that positive mindset or you're going to lean straight into that negative mindset where that's all you see. All you see is the negative parts of your day. All you see is the victim mindset like, woe is me. This is only happening to me because X, Y, and Z. Or you can say like, I'm in control of this. I get out of my comfort zone. I am grateful for X, Y, and Z. And like doing affirmations, I know it sounds so silly, but it really teaches you like to think positively about yourself. And then when you're in a situation where you need that assistance, like Zach said, it just happens automatically. And it takes putting in the reps, just like fitness. Like you don't build muscle by going to the gym once. Like you have to put in the reps and build the progressive overload and the muscle hypertrophy and all these things. And the same is like for your mindset. So my next thing is personal development. And we've done a whole episode on our PD books. We won't bore you guys with the books that have helped us, but personal development and journaling have made me such a happier person because it just makes me more me and I'm understanding more of like what I value and that's where happiness comes from and it makes you more authentic and not care what other people think and not compare your life and if you're stuck in that victim mindset or a negative mindset like personal development is the cure I promise you and this is a book that I read before I even like really knew about personal development I was in college and I think I got this at Plato's Closet I was like taking clothes and I, I was you like you get books at Plato's Closet <laughs> you can and like a lot of things you wouldn't know um so I would take clothes in Plato to Plato's closet in college and like my roommates and I would go and we would swap out our clothes we get clothes to go out in and like use the credits we got or whatever but I found this book and it was called the happiness project and I remember it was so tattered but it was like this teal bright book and it was like the happiness project and I was away from home for the first time I was like who am I like I had no idea and this book I haven't read it in years, but I'm going to give you guys like the summary of it so you can decide if you want to read it. It says, everyone wants to find true happiness in their lives, but many of us believe that happiness can only come from experiencing huge changes, a trip around the world, winning the lottery. As it turns out, you can change everything without changing much at all. The Happiness Project is the report of this author's results. Her name is Gretchen. Um, it was a report of her results from testing ideas about happiness from ancient times, the latest scientific research, as well as popular culture and common beliefs. And she found a multitude of ways in which you can improve your happiness without moving to the other side of the world or making millions of dollars. So basically she researched like ancient times, what made people happy, scientific research and popular like culture, like what our society deems happiness is, you know, and like the definition of happiness based on like common beliefs. And she teaches you in that book how to weave it into your everyday. So it's a very like, I feel like eat, pray, love type book, but it's like true research and reports on what makes people happy and how you can weave it into your everyday life and it's actually like a project like you weave in these happiness habits into your everyday and as I was looking up this book because I wanted to give you guys the summary of it because it's been a while since I read it I literally think I still have it on our bookshelf I found this website called the happiness project website and if you're someone who's like like I'm a very big course person book person like I want someone to tell me what to do and I'll follow it and implement it into my everyday life if you're someone who like can read personal development and doesn't implement it this may be a good option for you because it's like a course and they have an app that goes along with it called Happier. So I'll link that in the show notes down below. But 
we're big resource people and we want you guys to have some things to tangibly take away with you. But the main points we want to get across today is you you need to define happiness for yourself and that takes a level of self-awareness of like actually knowing who you are. Number two, you have to stop comparing where you're at, where you should be, where so-and-so where you is. you have to be. Yes, where you have to be. You have to be here right now listening to this episode. And if you got to this part in the ep- this episode, you made one, you're one step closer to becoming a happier version of you. And number three, you need to say no more to like things that do not make you happy, things that drain your energy. And maybe that's your job. Maybe that's the relationship you're in. Maybe that's the situation you're in environmentally. And you have to start saying yes to the things that make you light up, that bring you joy, because that's where happiness truly comes from. So we want you guys to like lean into the things you're resisting. We know it's journaling. We know it's personal development because we used to resist those things ourselves, but we hope you took a lot from today's episode and come away with it feeling a little bit happier knowing like you're not alone in the struggle if you are feeling unhappy and you don't have to stay stuck where you are, which is the most powerful thing in the world. So we appreciate you guys for listening to this episode on this Monday, February 20th, and we will be giving you guys a new episode next week. But in the meantime, please leave us a five-star review if you have not already. Be sure to share this episode with your main takeaway on your story. Tag us, tag Life or Wired. Check the show notes below for those resources for the Nash link and for our applications. And we will see you guys next week. Peace out, guys.